0: I mean, it's it's certainly not fun. Um, you know, we, we just can't get anything going, unfortunately. And um, but this this is a baseball season. You know, you got to grind through it and, and and keep going. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant
1: Bills. You know. I think I mentioned this the other day. I just gotta say this from the jump. There wasn't a whole lot going on last night. Bruce played during the day. No NBA finals game last night. Game three was Wednesday. Game four is tonight. So I had some time to kill last night. So I went to one of my favorite spots near my apartment and I bought some tacos. Brought back to my apartment and I was like, all right, what's on TV? There's gotta be something productive. Something I can watch for the sake of the show. And the Lightning were playing the um the 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 the, uh, the other team yeah, i mean the team the, the um shoot or the oh the rangers the lightning were playing the rangers Series is tied 2-2 and i'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch hockey i watched the oilers play the abs earlier this week i can't watch hockey i can't watch soccer either it's not cuz i don't like those sports but here's what i've realized i am cursed as an individual as a man i am cursed because anytime i watch hockey or soccer. I managed to see the 95% of the game where there's no scoring, and anytime there's scoring, I'm in the bathroom, I'm looking at my phone, my TV lags out. It's it's unbelievable. I will look away for 10 seconds, I look back and the score's different. I watched the entire game the other night, I missed most of the goals, and then I changed the channel just as the game is ending and I missed this awesome fight. So, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm done with hockey, I'm done with soccer. It's not what god wants for me it's not god's plan the universe does not want it to be that way so it's not gonna be that way i'm done i'll stick with basketball we got game four tonight i'll stick with the brewers wow what an amazing entertaining action-packed four-hour game that was yesterday jesus hockey and soccer i'm out on i'm just not wired for it the universe does not want me to be a hockey and soccer guy so i won't be and that's okay this is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. PSA, a public service announcement right off the jump. Uh, I have allergies now. Uh, and I, I'm i having a big issue speaking this week. Which, uh, for my job, it, it, less than ideal. Not great. Um, so, at some point, like in 10 seconds, I might need to pause to take a drink of water during the show. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be unprofessional. But if I don't, I actually won't be able to use my voice. Hmm that's better. Yep. Oh, uh, so sweet relief for about five seconds. And that's it. I guess allergies is something you pick up as you get older. I asked a coworker that the other day and the coworker said, well, as you get older, Grant, everything just gets worse. I'm like, I know you jaded bastard. I just, I'm asking about allergies, save the misery for someone else, please. Uh, but yes, I have allergies now, which is cool because I need to talk for my job. And that has been, <laughs> has been very difficult. Zach Heilprin is going to join us at four 30. Thank the Lord. It's been a while since I've talked to Zach. We're going to talk Packers mandatory mini camp. I have some Aaron Rodgers questions, some wide receiver questions, some defense questions. I'm just amped. I'm always excited to talk to Zach. He will join us in about a half hour. I'm super excited. With this
0: Wisconsin Zone
1: yeah. Network update, I'm Zach Heilprin. Yeah, that's Zach Heilprin. That's my guy. We're going to talk a lot of Packers around 5 o'clock. I have some sound bites that I've saved and a take that I want to ask you about. It's not my take. It is a take of one Andrew Perloff, who's now on CBS Sports Radio. And I want to share this take with you and see if you agree, because I love this take. I'm upset that I didn't think of it myself. And it's regarding wide receiver pay and which teams should pay expensive wide receivers and which teams shouldn't. This is the type of take where I read it and think, why has everyone not said this since the beginning of time? Why did we just only conceive of this? Right. So that's coming up. In about an hour, 608-796-2558. Give me a call or a text. You can find me on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. We're going to step into a makeup NBA lounge here in a few minutes because yesterday's show was cut short, so we didn't have time to talk about Game 3. I don't want to specifically talk about Game 3, the NBA Finals. I just have some big-picture thoughts on the finals themselves, Um, and we were short on time last night. So we're going to do that in a few minutes. I want to complain about the Brewers for like four minutes to start the show here. Uh, but we're getting a call here. Normally, I don't take calls in the first segment, but I know who this is. So I feel like I should take it. He's a Boston sports fan. Uh, Brian Simpson, 95-7 The Rock here in Lacrosse. Brian, what's going on? What's up? Well, Brewers suck and the
2: Celtics in five. That's all you need to know.
1: The Celtics are going to win the series. Your team's boring, and I'm not enjoying this finals. I know that doesn't matter to you. It wouldn't matter to me if I was no. a Celtics fan, but. Just no. I don't care
2: about banners. I don't care about entertainment for you, Brewer fans. No one gives a rat's ass.
1: So d- does it? Okay, okay. So Packers fans, we like to talk about 13 World Championships. I don't. I don't count most yeah, of those from the 60s. Hey, I don't know. I'm with 60s. you. I agree. I don't really talk uh, about those. But with the Celtics, we gotta, you guys got to realize that those Bill Russell titles. There were like four teams in the league, and it was mostly firefighters. Yeah,
2: yeah. Trust me, I get it. I get okay. it. But I also grew up in the 80s. Yes. Larry Bird. I just yes. kept McHale, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, Danny Ainge. I it was beautiful in the eighties, uh, but uh, I get it. It's 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 been a while. The KG Celtics obviously were the last time that they uh, got themselves a championship, but this is the year they're going to do it again. Jason Man. Tatum, Jalen Brown look good. Uh, Marcus Smart, you know, doing his damn thing. Smart. So, uh,
1: Why do you not have a Boston accent? I've never asked you that. Uh, I do. It's just I haven't drank enough. That's all. <laughs> okay, that actually makes sense. What about your Red Sox? I'm about to talk Brewers. Do you have a baseball comment, or do you just come here to dump on my team? My team will be fine. I can't, They'll be. Fine. I can't.
2: I can't believe how terrible the Brewers have been. I mean, seriously, they're they're getting housed by a team that uh, fired their manager. Well, yeah.
1: It's kind of ridiculous. It's one week. It's one week. It's like five days out of the entire season. Yeah, but it's kind of indicative of who they are, Whoa. right? Um, well, yeah, their offense their offense is never going to be as good as these other teams. That's actually what I'm going to I like I want to compare them to the Phillies' offense. The
2: Brewers I, listen, <laughs> Go ahead. listen, I like going to Brewers I like going to Brewers games. It's it's uh it's an experience. It's nice, it's fun. <laughs> but they're they're a mid-level team. They're never going to get over that hump. They just aren't. I mean, they just for whatever reason they're never going to do what it takes. You know, they brought in fielder, they had Ryan Braun, they had their run, they're gonna make the playoffs, they're gonna make that extra money with all the people in the stands. It's it's a fun experience and, and that's great, but they don't really they don't have to win a championship for their fans to be um um happy. You know what I mean? Like you go to other markets like New York, Boston, LA, whatever it is, and those fans require your team to win a championship. And in Milwaukee, they just don't care. They don't really, they just want to go and grill out brats and have a good time. And that's fine. It's good. It's fun. But in reality, they don't really care about winning championships.
1: They just don't. Should we, I had a texter the other day and I like Kelly, so I'm not bad mouthing her, but she texted in and said, maybe we should lay off Yelich, take some pressure off of him. We're being mean. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't. Other towns would have ridden him out of town on a rail. Like, imagine if Christian Yelich was in Philly right now. I think we've been very nice to Christian Yelich. Maybe we should start being meaner.
2: How many years has, how many years has he been in the
1: league? Nine, ten? Mm, I don't know. He was in Miami for a while. This is let's see. His first season in Milwaukee was 2018. I can pull it up.
2: A yeah, while. I'm. I'm just saying. Like, he's 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 been in the league too many times. He's not your guy. He's not your star. I mean, you guys have a pretty decent. Um, minor league, you know, team or, or whatever, minor league system. So develop that. Worry about that. Yelich is, he, he's done. His back is hurt. He's had injuries. Just move on from him. I get it. He's a big name. He's
1: has a lot of jerseys. It's nice. But, like, you got to move on from that guy. Mr. Orlando Arcia. What are we going to do? Trade him? He's under contract. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I'm going to be married and having kids by the time his money is off the books. And I, you know oh my me. God. I could not be further away from that. You, you, first of all, you got to find a girl that actually could stand being around you for like wow. 10 minutes or more. Oh, I, lots of people enjoy my company. That was out of, that was mean. That was out of left field. All right, Grant, I'm going to let you go. Do your show. Don't
2: worry about me. I'm just <sighs> calling to say Celtics and five.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Let's talk NBA. Thanks, Brian. Have a good weekend. Brian Simpson, everybody of 95.7 The Rock, because being on one radio station per day, not enough for that guy. He just aims a little higher. Yeah, my final thought on the Brewers, uh, They'll be fine. It just sucks to watch right now. So don't watch. The only reason I watched yesterday was it's on during the day, and I was going to have to go on the air right after the game. Otherwise, I wouldn't have watched. It's just, just leave it. Just leave it. The one thing that concerns me, and this is what I'll just throw this out there, and maybe we'll come back to in the future, and then I want to talk NBA for a few minutes. The Phillies lineup starts with Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, who kills the Brewers every time, Bryce Harper, Castellanos, JT Riomito, and Didi Gregorius. Who's a name we all know? I, I don't know much about his game, but I checked. He's hitting 306, which is like hitting 400 in the terms of a couple of years ago. I'm going to plead ignorance on the bottom of their order, which is Bohm and Slot and Moniac. Although that was the bottom of the order that won a game off of Hader a few nights ago. So um, I just don't know much about him. Think of the Brewers' best hitter. Who, who is the Brewers' best hitter? I'd say Adamas, but week by week, you could argue whoever's hot, right? Is Willie Adamas hitting sixth for Philly? Philly fired their manager last week. They're a game under five they They're third in their division. Adamus doesn't hit above Schwarber or Hoskins or Harper or Castellanos or Riamuto. Maybe D.D. Gregorius, which would put him sixth. That's concerning, especially now that Brandon Woodruff has Raynaud's syndrome. I guess he can't feel his middle finger, although I thought Jerry Garcia showed us for years. You don't even need a middle finger, but whatever. Baseball injuries are weird, and it only happens in baseball would not need to get bit by his dog? He can't play baseball. That's the kind of thing that only happens in baseball. Okay. Uh, I want to talk basketball here for a couple of minutes, and then it's probably going to be mostly Packers throughout the rest of the, the show. So uh, let's transition. All right, let's shift to this. <laughs> let's shift to this, as uh, Colin Cowherd would say. NBA Lounge, let's talk about Celtics Warriors for a couple of minutes. I told our, our caller, who is a Boston sports fan, salt of the earth, really, Boston sports fans are, Uh, I told him that this series underwhelms me, and it bores me. And Celtics fans won't care. It's about banners. He's right. Um, There's not enough great in this series. There's no great in this series. Years ago, and I, I looked this up yesterday, the YouTube video I found was dated 2006. Years ago, the NBA used to run these commercials, and the tagline was, Where Amazing Happens. Remember those? Maybe you feel differently from me, but the NBA Finals is where I expect amazing things to happen. Not so much in Major League Baseball or in the NFL. You get moments in football and in baseball, right? Like the Velker on the helmet catch or Kirk Gibson's home run in the World Series. Every once in a while, yeah. The NBA is different, though. You have the best athletes in the world on a literal stage. No pads, no helmets, up close and personal, bright lights. You're right there. You're supposed to get these great moments, these inspiring moments in the NBA Finals and the playoffs that make your jaw hit the floor. Off the top of my head, I bet I can name a bunch. Here we go. Let's see how many we can remember. Um, just in recent history, LeBron in Game 6, 2012, interestingly enough, against Boston. 45 points. We have 15 points, something like 45 and 15 in Boston. We still talk about that game. That was the coming-of-age moment for LeBron. That was unbelievable. Ray Allen hitting Game 6, hitting that tie three-pointer to force overtime in the 2013 Finals. I still remember exactly where I was. I will never forget that moment in time. LeBron's block and Kyrie's shot in Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals versus a Warriors team that was 73-9. and That was amazing. That was unbelievable. Kawhi Leonard, really, from start to finish in the 18-19 playoffs, probably... The biggest highlight was the shot against Philly, but then he was brilliant in the finals. He just took over game after game after game, both ends of the floor. Giannis gave us like five different things in the finals last year. He went for 40 twice. He went for 50 in a closing game. He gave us the block on DeAndre and the alley-oop right over Chris Paul. He just gave us all these moments. And I bet if you looked closer at the last 10 years, you could find others. Other than the third quarter where Steph got hot and then Jordan Poole hit that buzzer beater on Sunday night, Where's the great? Where are the individual moments that leave your jaw on the floor? Where What's the moment where you feel the weight and the gravity of the NBA Finals? Because I'm not finding it. And a Boston fan would tell you, well, what do you mean? Ainge and Stevens built a great team. We don't need great individual efforts because the team is great top to bottom. Sure, yeah, that's, that's true. Sure, yeah, you're right. Oh, Great team building, yeah, because I get hard thinking about roster construction, yeah. The players, they're, they're performers, the performers that are on the stage, on the court. Everyone in the series has just scored a lazy 18 to 26 points. No brilliant moments where I'm left remembering anything. When we get to the end of the game, it's like, okay, Boston wins by 12. Golden State wins by 12. Now, Steph's giving us amazing, but the Warriors probably aren't going to win. I guess when you're used to watching Giannis every night, nothing compares. I guess that's something that I've realized. I'm used to watching Giannis do otherworldly things every night. So watching other teams, it's just not the same. Maybe it's better to have a worse team with a superstar that has to carry that team, right? If you want to think more about this idea, and it's something that I brought up yesterday really briefly, John Hollinger actually put out a piece of The Athletic today where he talks about this exact thing. I'm going to read you this excerpt, but first I'm going to take a drink of water because I'm about to choke to death. (laughs) Quote, this is about Jason Tatum. Overall, his playoff PER of 18 and a half ranks 21st. Not only behind luminaries like Luka Doncic and Giannis, but also behind Jalen Brunson, Jordan Clarkson, and Kavon Looney. One can make a strong argument. Tatum hasn't been the best player on the court in any of Boston's four playoff series. I would agree with that. In fact, he hasn't even been the best player on his own team in these finals. Jalen Brown would seem a more probable winner of the NBA Finals MVP if you held a vote today. I think he was three to one favorite to win finals today. And Jalen Brown hasn't even blown me away. I keep reading. Zooming out to the bigger picture, we're used to the NBA being a superstar-driven league, but by and large, superstars haven't been around for a while this spring. One of the league's current consensus Mount Rushmore's, Giannis, Durant, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Doncic, and arguably LeBron, only Doncic played in the conference finals. Last excerpt I'm going to read you. I think there's something telling and significant about that. In the switch-heavy, Supermax-paying, three-points-facing NBA of 2022, a team's postseason success is driven more by the strength of its weakest link and less by the greatness of its best player. No, I reject this on its face. And I hope that this doesn't... I hope the playoffs and the finals don't become what we're watching right now, because this sucks. And John Hollinger does a really good job at the end of this piece acknowledging that if Chris Middleton's healthy, we're probably looking at Giannis versus the Heat in the finals or the the Eastern Conference finals, the Bucks probably win. And then we're getting Giannis versus Steph in what would be an awesome finals. And this is, for the most part, really boring. And Jason Tatum, people are going to say he, you know, led boss in this finals. I, I haven't been impressed by Jason Tatum since game six in Milwaukee, right? And again, Milwaukee runs away with that game of Chris Middleton plays and pours in eight points because that's all he would have needed. The one part I don't like about this piece, but John Hollinger's done this a couple times this offseason. This finals could change how teams handle their salary cap and roster building, etc. No, it's not. If Kevin Durant approaches a team and says, hey, I want to sign here, what's the GM going to say? No, actually, we want to build depth. Uh, we, don't, we don't want one superstar. Of course you're going to take the superstar. So this isn't changing anything. It's just a bummer because these finals kind of stink and I'm really bored. And the Celtics are just going to kind of... They're just kind of boringly coast to a title and then we're gonna look back and be like okay i guess finals MVPs jalen brown now everyone's gonna crown tatum because we've been desperately trying to crown tatum for years but that was gonna happen either way let's take a break come back some comments and tweets about the brewers and we're gonna get into the packers zach Heilprin will be here to talk mandatory mini camp at 4 30 wisco sports show back in three minutes Show Happy Friday. Zach Heilpern gonna be here in ten minutes or so. Talk Packers Minicamp. He was in Green Bay this week. I just want an excuse to talk to Zach. I'm excited. Tweet me out, let go Grant. Got a tweet here from Adam. are in a slump, they'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah, I think I said this yesterday. Baseball season is 162 games. Slumps will happen. It's like food poisoning. You you eat every day, three times a day. It's good it's gonna get you at some point. And it's gonna get you when you least expect it. Right? It's gonna it's not when you're you're eating a cannibal sandwich. Remember that debate of two years ago or whenever that was, every radio show was talking about that. Food poisoning's gonna sneak up on you. It's a matter of life. You eat three times a day, it's gonna happen. You're gonna have some sumps like this, where the brewers were injured, and now all their bats are cold, and then there's injuries with the pitching staff as well. It happens. They'll be fine. I'm probably not going to watch much this weekend unless they start playing well and they tempt me to watch. I'm probably not going to watch because they can slump and work through their issues. I just don't have an interest watching it because I'll get upset and then I'll start tweeting dumb things and no one needs that. 608-796-2558. Firefighter Greg. Weird stats from Brewers game. Over 400 pitches, 67 foul balls. Is that true? just seems like a nutty amount of pitches. So the Brewers yesterday threw 211, 123 of them were strikes. God, I wonder why the game took so long. Phillies threw 189, 119 of them were strikes. God, yesterday's game sucked. What a horrendous game. It took four hours and one minute. The first inning took, or the first two innings took two hours, and it was 1-1. Bad baseball yesterday. Really bad product. Thanks for your thoughts on the Brewers I think we'll get back to them at some point during the show tonight. Brewers pregame going to kick us off the air at 530 uh, so we can get to the Brewer game more quickly tonight. Hopefully, they'll get back to their winning ways. They'll win a couple games against Washington this weekend, and then we'll stop talking about this all together. Before we get to Zach to talk Packers, I wanted one thing to throw in here. I wanted one topic we have to address. We have to talk about. I don't even think this is a topic. I think it's a non-topic. Um, but I can't host a Wisconsin-themed radio show today and not bring this up because it's been everywhere on Twitter, and Packers fandom is just going nuts about this. So this is the quote we all saw on Twitter from Devontae Adams. We all saw this, um, and we started reacting, right? So Devontae Adams was asked, uh, what's it like playing with Carr versus Rodgers, right? And I'm going to read you the quote that we all saw on Twitter Verbatim, right? This is what we saw. The quote Devontae Adams compares Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers. Quote, as far as talent and ability, it's really similar if I'm keeping it real. Packers fans. How dare he? This ain't it. This is not true. And it's not true, but that's also not really what he said. I went and watch the whole press conference. Spoke to the media in Vegas yesterday. He talked for like twenty minutes. I really enjoyed it. It's when I ate my lunch today. I love listening to Devontae Adams talk about football. Here's the full, the full Q&A, the full start-to-finish conversation that that little six-or-seven-word quote came from. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, it's more like 15 words, but you get the point. I
2: was wondering you mentioned Rodgers. Um, what are some of the maybe subtle similarities or differences between Rodgers and Carson you've worked with both of them for so many years?
3: Um, whew, that's a tough question. I mean, it's tough to compare... It's it's really apples and oranges, um, Derek. Derek. I mean, it's just it's just such a different ball game. I mean, obviously you have Aaron, who's cemented as you know one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and you know that's just like comparing me to like Jerry Rice. You know, it, it'd be tough to do because Jerry's put together what he's done, and it's it's undeniable respect for him. Um, and me, I'm still I'm still going, and there's still a lot that I got to do to be able to. Be mentioned with Jerry, and I and I'm aware of that, and I think Derek is also aware of that. Um, you know, from a big picture, but as far as talent and ability, I mean, it's really similar. If you, if, if I'm keeping it real, Derek's arm strength and, and they throw the ball a lot different. Like Derek is going to fire it in there, and you you're going to know that things coming quick. And Aaron's got the ability to just kind of tighten that core up and just flick the ball to you. So the the release is a lot different, but. Being able to get the ball to you late, you know, if they see you coming out of a break, not many quarterbacks can get it to you before you get to the sideline, you know, if you're outside the numbers already. But having two guys like that with really strong arms and understand the game and, um, you know, the mental part of it is a, another similarity that they have is they both obsess over it and, and they know everything that's going on out there. A lot of times I've seen Aaron call out a blitz when the safety's, you know, 17 yards off the ball, just, just kind of creeping back there. He said in practice, hey, he's coming. And I'm like, what? And then sure enough, dude comes flying on a snap from seventeen yards down the field. So I've seen that from Aaron. And then I've seen Derek literally give me a check that didn't make any sense to me before in college here, same thing. And, you know, we we score a touchdown on it. So, um, a lot of similarities but but much different and I think Derek is in a position where he's he's chasing to, to be one of those all time greats like that, which is like I said, um that's not a slight on Derek whatsoever. I wouldn't be here if I was if I was slighting Derek, but um, I don't think that I'm ready to compare myself to Jerry Rice just yet. We'll see when it's all said and done, um, you know, or after some more time, just to, to be fair um, overall. And, and I think the same is with Derek We're you know, we both chasing it and still got a lot in front of us.
1: Devontae Adams has lofty goals uh, by the time his career is done. He was talked about how him and Aaron Rodgers said goodbye to each other and where they left things and why Adams wanted out of Green Bay. And it was basically like, look, I have really high goals I want to rack up a lot of stats. I want to be remembered as a really, really good player. And at this stage of my career, I don't want to be in a place where I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And I have some audio of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, or I should say Devontae Adams talking about Aaron Rodgers, and maybe we'll get to it later on in the show. I just wanted to play that clip because Packers fans were really upset on Twitter. How dare he say Carr is just as good as Aaron Rodgers? That's not really what he said. He talked for two minutes and 20 seconds, for God's sake. That was more interesting. The way he broke it down and compared the two, the way they're different, um, and the things that Carr does versus Aaron Rodgers, I found that very interesting. So hopefully you did as well. Let's talk to maybe the most interesting man I know, one of my favorite people, Zach Heilprin, the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You heard him last night on Kenny and Heilprin. We're going to talk Packers mandatory minicamp with Zach. Coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. We're gonna talk more brewers after five o'clock. We're gonna get kicked off the air a little bit early tonight because the brewers pregame starts at 5.30. We gotta fit everything in, but that's okay. I think we can do it in time. Send me a text, 608 796 2558 Get at me on Twitter at Wisco Grand as well. Do not call me. Um, at least not right now, because Zach Heilprin is on the phone. You hear him, Kenny and Heilprin, Thursday nights. Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network on the update. You read his work at MadCitySportsZone.com. Zach, hello. How are you? I'm doing great, Grant, as usual. Love doing Fridays with you. <laughs> yeah, this isn't intentional. I swear, I don't... It just kind of works out this way. Like, I, I never sell it as Fridays with Zach or anything. It just seems that I... It, I, I i'm thinking of you as, as i get excited for the weekend and i'm in a great mood I, I think of you i don't know why but that's just the way that it works out
0: i kind of i kind of think like you you just kind to get lazy towards the end that's of the not true and you're like no what 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 can i how can i pass the time not who's, true who's, been, who's a big who's a big enough blowhard that he'll blow enough <laughs> he'll uh, blow enough
1: airtime here that's not that's uh, not true oh <laughs> i resent that whole line of thinking no well Okay, I I wanted to get Ben on last night. We were going to talk live golf and then preview Kenny and Heilpern, and it was going to be perfect. But the Brewers game took like four and a half hours, so I didn't have time. Um, That was forever. That game stunk. Um, So I I don't have much to say about the Brewers. So let's talk Packers. You were at uh, OTAs, or not OTAs. I keep getting them confused. Not OTAs, not training camp, but mandatory mini camp. Uh, That was what this week was. I need a calendar in front of me. Do you have anything... Surprising or shocking or juicy? Like, what was the buzz in the Packers beat? Because I was seeing yesterday, we got a uh, Jack Del Rio at Washington camp getting weirdly political and making waves. Like, what made waves at Packers camp? Anything this week?
0: Uh, let me let me see. Aaron. I mean, Aaron Rodgers obviously showing up was was the big story. On I mean, you should. This is the first time that he's done a locker interview. Yeah, at his locker since 2019. And it was as horrible as I remember. Uh oh, thank eight you. eight people deep. Eight people deep. Like couldn't get anywhere close to him. Like it was just media problems. But uh what he had to say obviously was was the story and the one I think that stood out was I'm finishing my career here, definitely, which I mm-hmm. think is just astounding when you see where he was at the last two years when it was uh, my future is a beautiful mystery and all that good stuff mm-hmm. and then the other thing obviously was his take on Devonte adams where it was just like uh i wanted him here the packers did everything they could to keep him here and he just didn't want to be here and um i thought that it was a really good question that he was asked about were you taken him back at all by it by him not wanting to be here and uh you know he kind of said yes and no like it's it's difficult um because i don't i mean he's, he's, hasn't he hasn't even been the one that's, people come here to play with me. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. You said now, it. Yep. <laughs> and and now, uh, no one ever says that about, uh, Derek Carr, but that's essentially what Devontae Adams said. <laughs> I'm going to go play with him. Um, obviously that it had a lot more to do with being on the West coast, but, um, you know, I'm being closer to home and all that good stuff, but yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I, I thought those two things stood out. Um, You know, from him, but I don't know if you're talking about in the locker room or you're talking about on the uh, the field. But certainly, those two those two things with Aaron Rodgers stood out more than anything. The
1: the Aaron Rodgers press conference. So I don't play everything he ever says on the air. You know, I only have a two hour show. Like, like Bill and Ben in the afternoon, they have four hours. So you can set aside probably 20 minutes a week to, to break down a, a Rogers press conference. I can run out of time really quickly, especially if I'm having an outstanding guest like you on. But I will play what I find interesting. And and what I've found with Rogers is, hey, what's it like losing Devontae Adams? And here I am expecting an answer about, well, we're going to have to replace this part of his skill set. And this part of his production is going to be tough. But I, I like Christian Watson. Maybe he'll be able to do that. That's what I want I got to stop expecting that because every time you guys ask Aaron Rodgers a question, he's mostly now, and we saw this on McAfee a couple weeks ago, he's mostly now like, well, you know, I've been talking to him every day and I've been in these super secretive conversations and I've been in the know and I'm just like, I don't, I don't care. I I just, there's never anything there. There's no substance. But what you said about him wanting to finish his career in Green Bay, I guess that was interesting. But also the the whole contemplating his future thing has become tiring too. I guess this is me just complaining about Rodgers is all it is.
0: Yeah, this is this is not like it. It feels, uh, and you weren't uh, old enough. But this is exactly what it was like in 2003, and 2004, and 2005, and 2006, and yeah. 2007. Like I mean, this is this is what happens when you get a quarterback like this. Now, there's been more drama, at least right now, uh, than there was with Brett Favre before. Obviously, the whole 2008 situation played out. There's been more drama with, with Aaron Rodgers, but. He's entering the same year right now. He's the same age as the year that uh, that Brett Favre was in his final year with the Packers. Oof. So, I mean, the, the, that you're only having to deal with this like the last I mean, the last couple of years. Maybe you should be <laughs> counting yourself yeah. lucky uh, because people doing talk radio in 2003 and I mean, it, heck, Brett Favre was talking about retirement in like 1999 and 2000. Yeah. So, and he played until uh 2010.
1: So. At least we get content. That's what it's really about. Zach, uh, to move away from Aaron Rodgers, but still, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is part of everything. I want to give you props. I respect the heck out of what you do, uh, and I I always have. That's never been in question, but I want to give you extra respect and extra props because I believe it was two weeks ago when you were on the show, and I said, Zach, Rodgers isn't there. What about the wide receivers? And you said, Grant, nay, nay, nay. Randall Cobb being here might be a bigger deal than Aaron Rodgers actually being here, and you explain that, and and I'm going to play you this cut, and you sent me this cut, so you've heard it before, but... This is what Rodgers said about the expectations for young wide receivers. This was, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever
3: that was. We got, you know, my closest buddy on the team with those guys every single day, Randall Kopp, and he's been here the entire time just about. So he's passing along everything they need to know about playing with me and expectations and signals and unspoken communication and nonverbal stuff. And they just got to feel me once, you know, we get back for training camp and it gets real. Um, There'll be expectations for them, but reasonable
1: expectations. You know, we always say Aaron Rodgers is the smartest man in the room. Well, Zach, you beat Aaron Rodgers to this very conclusion by about a week. So I you might be the smartest man in the uh, room in Green Bay.
0: I, I I'm guessing it's more that he probably listens to the show. That's that's true. and right. That's he true. probably listens to the show and, and it pops up. But I I actually <laughs> I, I, I I do believe it and I don't think he's I don't think he's BSing. I I do believe like, you know, the ability to have Randall Cobb there and uh, essentially a guy who knows absolutely everything you possibly can possibly know about Aaron Rodgers and the way he plays yeah. is a huge, huge benefit if Rodgers isn't going to be there. And obviously, they were on the field twice. And the next time they'll be on the field is during training camp because it's not like he's going to have those guys out there to, um, you know, to to throw the football out with him in California or anything like that. So uh, it is; it's
1: important. Um, it's almost like he can be an interpreter for Rodgers because Rodgers can be a little cryptic or poetic or put it however you want, but. Cobb can be like, okay, here's what he means. I think that's very important, yeah. and I just I, I i wanted to give you flowers, give you props for reaching that conclusion weeks before Rogers ever said it. We're talking to Zach Heilprin, read his work, MadCitySportsZone.com. You hear him on the zone and on the updates. Kenny Heilprin, he's he's everywhere. Uh, how do I pronounce it, Romeo Doobs or Romeo Dubs, Dobbs? How is how how do we say it? It's
0: Romeo Dobbs, but he is fine if you call him Dubs. It was the most it was the weirdest thing during what? the draft because he had, we. Because he was asked, like, multiple times, um, you know, how do you pronounce your last name? And, and people, you know, people are calling him Dubs. And he goes, that's that's a nickname. It's pronounced Dobbs. So it's Romeo Dobbs.
1: Romeo Dobbs. Okay. But, um,
0: but, his, but, he, but his nickname is Dobbs.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> that makes it uh, – now I'm going to start calling him Dubed. Like, th- this makes it worse. I, the only reason I, I wanted to ask you, between Watkins, Watson, and Dobbs – have you noticed anything? Have any of these guys done something to catch your eye or set themselves apart in any way? What have you seen from these three new wide receivers?
0: Yeah, so i wow. I really like um, uh, I really like Dubs. Um, he he looks more polished than the other guys do, and I don't think that's necessarily a huge surprise. He's well, the one that with with the most experience, um, but he yeah I mean, he looks he looks really good. Samari Ture, I was not there on Wednesday, but he apparently had a really good day. Christian Watson is everything that everyone expected him to be in terms of physically. Mm -hmm. And I I think he's obviously got some polishing to do, but I think Romeo Dobbs has the best chance to contribute early. But that said, um, based on everything we heard this week, Alan Lazard is going to be wide receiver one. Is that, I mean, that's, that's what essentially Aaron Rodgers said. He's going to be given a chance to be a wide receiver one. Randall Cobb's going to play a ton. Um, We know, we know that, uh, um, we know that, you know that Sammy Watkins is gonna be a big part of this offense. I think Juwan Winfrey could be as well. Like I don't like there's so very little separating one from from nine on this on this roster, but of the young guys, and the new guys, I really like Romeo Dobbs.
1: Is Jawan Winfrey actually good or is he just the new Reggie Beggleton that we we wanna convince ourselves that there's someone on the come up?
0: Reggie Begelton never played.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I suppose right. Like I mean, yeah. he,
0: he he played in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Jawan Rinfrey was forced into action last year uh, against Arizona. had a had a, had a good, had a good game. I hope he's good because he's a good talker. I mm. I love a guy who's going to give me a good a good soundbite, and he uh, gave me plenty the other day when we were talking to him. So I I hope he's good, but I, I think he's I mean he's physical. He catches the ball well, and I think Rogers trusts him so that those are all very important things, especially that last one. So, um, you know, he has just hasn't been able to stay healthy. He got hurt in training camp last year. I thought he had a really good, you know, spring last year and he just wasn't able to stay healthy and, um, kind of got lost in the wash and then was there for when they needed them against Arizona. Cause they didn't have any other wide receivers. Cool. And, uh, I thought he played, he played okay. It wasn't like a great game or anything like that, but, um, I think he's a better player than Reggie Dagleton.
1: Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Zach, I don't want to keep you too long, even though I was due. I, I'm looking at my notes here. I had I, I was gonna try, I was workshopping this joke about you guys had Alec Ingold on last night, I was gonna try to crack an Alex Hornibrook joke, and I just I don't think it's gonna play. So I'm gonna skip that. I'm gonna ask you something else, because I, I think this is more important and I, I think the joke would have flopped and then you would have made fun of me for it, which is fine. Um is David Bakhtiari what's what's the deal there? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to stir up drama, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we got spoiled with Brian Bulaga, who was just ready always. Ten months later, without fail. What's the sitch with Bakhtiari? Something smells with this whole ordeal.
0: Yeah. So I uh, I think there's some. Now I I was, I was by our by our morning show, uh, Evo and, and Nelly, mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of it. Okay. I didn't get to the bottom of it, but I did ask around, <laughs> and the, the the feeling that I got. Is that until he is, unless he is not full go on day one of training camp, there's uh, they're not going to worry until then, until that point. Um, I, on the other hand, a little bit concerned just based on you know the way that everything is being talked about. But I, I personally think um, you know his inability to be even do any of this off season stuff is a little concern. But he also said the only way to to deal with the issues that he had with the knee is rest, and so giving him a, a ton of rest and i guess at that point you're hoping that the fluid that built up last year that was such a big problem and too painful to play through doesn't come back but i you know that's uh that seems a little um <laughs> i don't know you're you're kind of going out on a ledge there and and you're not really sure you don't necessarily have a great uh feeling then again yash Nin, ninjimin did play uh pretty well at left tackle but it, David Bakhtiari would just, just be a huge, huge, we all know this, huge addition. And him getting him El- and Elton Jenkins back, that off the line looks a whole lot better. But yeah. I uh, I personally am a little concerned, but the people up there said uh, that they're not. So
1: we'll see. It's just weird. I guess then I won't worry. I won't worry until it's time to worry. Zach, before I let you go, i have changed my mind. Do you want to hear my Alex Hornibrook joke?
0: Well, it feels like you put a lot of time into it. So well, I
1: might as well, okay, so... Here's how. Here's what I was going to do. So right before I called you, we were listening to Devontae Adams compare Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, right? So what I was yep. going to ask you is I was going to say something like this. So, Zach, uh, we just got done hearing from Devontae Adams about the differences between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. You guys, you and Ben, spoke to Alec Ingold on Kenny and High Open last night. Uh, amongst all the topics that you covered, did you happen to ask him the differences in playing with Derek Carr and uh, Alex Hornibrook. Is that something that came up? (laughs) <laughs> it's not really a joke. It's just, I guess, more of a sarcastic question. It's, but...
0: Yeah, it's it's an observation. It's yeah. observational comedy. Yeah. Observational comedy. Yeah, I love that you. to an extent. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, we did not. But uh, I'll give you a nice little chuckle on that because it oh. feels like you put a little bit of time into it. So oh, I'll dear. give you a little chuckle and I will not make fun of you.
1: Well, and it's good cross-promotion, too, uh, among everything else. We, we, You know, we're talking about yeah. your show on my show. All right. All right. I feel like I got a skip of like approval there. Hell yeah.
0: I feel like we got all the shows mentioned. We, we talked <laughs> Bill. We talked We uh, talked over the line. Yeah. Got, uh, Kenny and Yeah. Grant on Grant's show. It's it's fantastic. Now we just gotta get them talking about you.
1: Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? That, see, my show comes up on Ebo's show because his callers call in to complain about me. That's why I mentioned on Ebo's show. <laughs> I don't know why they they could call me and complain. They could I'm very approachable, you know this. You call in, you make yeah. fun of me, whatever. But whatever they complain to Ebo for some reason. <laughs>
0: It's a it's
1: a great dynamic though. I love it. Oh it is. Oh, it's electric. Well, Zach, I appreciate the time. Uh I, I'm not gonna say for sure whether we'll chat next Friday, but that just seems to be how the universe has, has been lining up. So maybe next week. Thank you for the time. All right. Sounds good, Grant. Thanks. Zach Heilprin, the Wisconsin Sports and Radio Network. Look at that guy. he got a little chuckle. Maybe not a chuckle, but he it was worth his time. And if I can be worth Zach's time, that's that's good enough for me. Let's take a break. We'll keep talking packers, build on some of the things we just discussed. Coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> Wisco Sports Show. <clears throat> Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I have allergies now. Happy to report. It's part of getting older. I still don't get hungover, but I get allergies, so I guess I'll take that trade off. Big thanks to Zach Heilprin, who joined us. You hear him all over the place, but you can read his work at around. I'm mixing up my websites now. At MadCitySportsZone.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Zach Heilprin. He laughed at my joke. I don't I don't think it's because he thought it was funny I think it's because he approved of the effort I went through and I'll take it That's really all I've wanted from Zach since he started coming on my show in 2018 uh, and it took a couple of years took almost four years but <laughs> um, but I'll take it 608 7962 558 you can text and call me you can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. We're listening to what Devontae Adams had to say. Uh, Zach Heilbrin mentioned that Aaron Rodgers talked about how he wanted Adams back. The Packers wanted him back, but Adams didn't want to stay. Adams was asked in his Raiders press conference yesterday, the goodbye with Aaron Rodgers. How did that go? How did the exit from Green Bay kind of play out? Have you had conversations with Aaron since leaving Green Bay? And what was that goodbye like?
3: oh yeah i mean we've we've talked multiple times, and you know we talked throughout the whole process too, and he was he was aware of uh you know where I stood and I was aware of where he stood and we we had talks just like what he said um the other day he mentioned we had talks about his future and what he what he thinks his his duration in Green Bay or just football in general would look like, and you know that played into into my decision as well because you know where I'm in my career um you know, and this isn't a shot at anybody. Any other quarterbacks are, you know, on the, in Green Bay. You know, I love Jordan Love, especially. He's a, he's a great guy. But, you know, I just, I got I got aspirations of doing really, really big things and, and being remembered. And I just, you know, it just it wasn't really a point in my career that I was willing to, to sacrifice, um, you know, Aaron not being there, you know, after a year or two. So um, my decision was to be here, and, and he respected that. He understood that. So...
1: Not necessarily an anti-Aaron Rodgers thing or an anti-Green Bay thing. I think he really wanted to be closer to home. like the idea of playing with Derek Carr. It was an anti-uncertainty thing. And I guess in some way, can I, am I allowed to blame Aaron Rodgers for this? Right? All your hemming and hawing for the last three years actually ended up costing you your best wide receiver. Is that, is, is that something we can blame him for? I feel like we should be able to blame Aaron Rodgers for this. Hey, buddy, maybe if you didn't him and Haas so much for the sake of attention and so you could get your new $50 million contract, team-friendly, team-friendly, $50 billion contract, let's get that out there, team-friendly, maybe if not for all that, Devontae Adams would still be here. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is okay with Devontae Adams not being here. I think it opens an opportunity for the Packers to reset some things the same way that Kansas City is enjoying a little bit of a reset this offseason, right? Now, came in, in different ways. Tyree Kill was traded by the Chiefs. Devontae Adams didn't want to come back, so the Packers ended up having to deal him. The Packers wanted to keep him. So different situations, uh, different strategies, but the same outcome. The Chiefs and the Packers are able to reset a little bit. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is okay with that. To be honest, if Aaron Rodgers got his $50 million and he controls when he's done, I think that's all that matters to him. I think Rodgers wants his money. He wants his control. And if Adams wants to stay cool, and if not, well, whatever. I got what I want. You go get what you want. And there's something respectable in that. Also, maybe part of the reason why they haven't been back to a Super Bowl in 12 years. But whatever. We can debate uh, why or why not with that. I think it's a good thing that the Packers enjoy a little bit of a reset. The other day, we talked about how they're moved to the back burner of the Super Bowl talks a little bit. I think that's good. The Chiefs are moved to the back burner as well. I think the Chiefs are still better than the Packers, and they still have Patrick Mahomes, but they're in a tougher division. But now if we talk Super Bowl, we think Bills, we think Rams, Buccaneers. Some weirdos think Broncos. I don't buy into that. I think Chargers. I I like the Chargers as a threat to go a long ways this year. I don't feel that way about the Raiders, but my point is, the Packers are not one of the first two or three or four teams that come up. And I think that's good for green Bay. I think it's good for Kansas city too. reset a little bit, scheme up and try to sneak up on the league a little bit. The Packers haven't had the luxury of sneaking up on anyone. Same with the chiefs because all of the defensive coordinators in both their respective conferences have been scheming to beat them and stop them and take away Tyreek Hill getting deep and take away Devonte Adams doing absolutely everything. So I think a little bit of a reset is good for both of these teams. Um, that being said, I think we can blame Aaron Rodgers a little bit. It's like, hey, dude, you were never going to retire. I don't think you ever wanted to leave. You did this because you liked the attention and you wanted the money, and it ended up chasing away your best wide receiver, which may not be the worst thing in the world in the long run, uh, but I thought people came to Green Bay to play with you, as our friend Zach Heilprin said. He said it, not me. I'm not the Aaron Rodgers hater here. Zach said it, (laughs) not me. Let's take a break, get a Wisconsin Sports Zone radio update. Come back. Talk more Packers, maybe a little Brewers before we wrap up at 5.30. Stick around.